Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Back to Willard and Dibs on 95.7 The Game. The phrase we love to use on this show is, what are you doing? And it's one of my favorite what are you doings of all time. When Matt Cain sat in a post-game press conference, turned to his right, looked at Gregor Blanco, and went, what the hell were you doing out there? <laughs> like, what were you doing out there? And the answer was just obviously uh, some laughter, but 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 here he is again, one of our favorites, uh, Gregor Blanco, who is now, for MLB, the senior director of on-field operations. Welcome back, at least to your voice being here in the Bay Area, Gregor. Uh, great to talk to you, man. How you doing? Oh man, it's, uh, it's awesome. It's awesome. You know, I, I just I was just hearing at the catch, and I was like, man, I remember that day. That <laughs> that, that, that day was that day was beautiful. Did, did you know, we? Like, I mean, you're right. Hey, you're right. My king after that, he took face. I just made that play, man. Seriously, why like why you were there? You know, and everybody, even myself. A couple of days after, I was I was in 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 in, in, uh, in the concert, and I was I was, and I was just like. How did I make this play? Okay. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, I don't know if we ever did get a good uh, answer to do, what. What were you doing, man? What, what, like, what? What? Why were you set up where were you were set up? Hey, who knows? Who knows? You know, like it was just a uh, baseball god. You know, it was just one of those things that, uh, like, you there at the right time, and then, and then that was meant to be. You know, that was meant to be, and. And I'm glad, and I'm glad that I was there, and I'm, and I'm glad it was my my team. And the difficulty of playing the outfield at AT and T Park now, Oracle Park is understated. Can you just speak to that a little bit in terms of the Giants with a lot of outfield switches this year? How tough is it to play in that park out there? Oh, it's it's, it's difficult. Definitely difficult. Nowadays, it's gonna be nowadays it's gonna be a little easier because they move the fans a little closer. But it's still a lot difficult because of the wind. You know, like, I, I don't know how it was playing in the Italian State Park, uh, but uh, he was, it was really tough as well. But I tell you what, like, uh, uh, Oracle Park is, is just one of the four parts. And you have to check the wind every single piece. Not, not, even, not, not even every single inning. You got to check every single piece because the wind changes consist, consistently. And, uh, and it's just uh, one of the things that you have to be ready uh, uh, every single time. Gregor Blanco with us here, 95.7 The Game, Willard and Dibs, on-field operations for MLB. So, Gregor, talk to us about the pitch clock and how you think this will affect the game. Well, you, you know what? 
Uh, I think I think I think a lot, a, a, a lot I have to say about about the pitch timer. I think we did a, a deep research with your know, fans about the game they want to see, right? And and they they kind of games have to be um uh, to uh, they, 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 they 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 want to see a, a, a better game and uh and we want to provide the best version to our game to to our fans, right? Like uh, again with more action, less downtime, also good there on the fans love the pitch timer. You know, a, 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 a pace of game is big, big, big better. Fans are more engaged with the game. Also, we want to bring more attention to the younger fans. Uh, I think that too, that, 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 that part is definitely help. And, and allow them to watch the whole game, uh, fall in love with the process. And, uh, and uh, the, the, the most important thing, the most, the most important thing we face this rule in like 8,000 games in the minor leagues. And they're going to go here in the big leagues. And, and, and you know what? We, we, we're not even trying to change the game. We just want to restore the game. We all love and have a better space uh, in, in, in our own game. How much do you think that the oversized bases will help maybe jump-starting the running game in baseball? Um, you know what? Uh, we just want to see less injury on, on, on the field, a less collision in, in three plays. There are close plays in, in the minor leagues. The numbers show that injury rate drops. Significant uh, from uh, adding just adding those three inches. Uh, we also see that we create more stolen bases. which is the number one place the fans want to see. I was I was a base player, and I definitely that's 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 a plus. And, and uh, people love action. People love stolen bases. So I I, I think that that's, that's going to be a uh, a great improvement. Gregor, it's wonderful to go down memory lane and also hear a little bit about what's going on now. Uh, we're having a little bit of a hard time with your cell, so maybe we can set something up for a future time to talk a little bit more. But thank you so much. It's great to hear your voice again. All right, man. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Just, uh, just call, me, call me whenever you guys um, can, and, and definitely we would love to we talk a little more. Okay, we'll do that. Thanks so much. There it is. Gregor Blanco, who's now with MLB. I went like actually, gosh, I wish we could have heard him a little bit better. There was uh there was there was more to uh to, to discuss with him, especially what I was gonna ask him next, and I, I do wonder about this after what we were just discussing with Alex Cobb, who did not like the pitch clock and therefore is gonna have to make adjustments. I wonder in this process, two it's it's a little bit of a two-part. Like, A, are you getting a lot of pushback from players? And B, how much did MLB care about that and take that into account? About the pushback. Yeah. Uh, I think the answer to the first question is more pushback than we know. Alex Cobb came out publicly, which was his mistake. But I would imagine that a lot of players, maybe not the majority, are speaking behind the scenes about things that they like or they don't like. Hitters and pitchers alike. There's pushback. But to your second question, I don't think MLB gives a crap about the players and their complaints because what Major League Baseball knows is what we as fans have all talked about for five or ten years, which is your game's too boring and your game's too long. And if we stop tuning in to the TV product and the TV networks know this, then their ad revenue is going to go down and that's going to hurt everybody. So I don't think the league gives a crap about players and their complaints, especially when fans are like, yeah, two hours and 38 minutes. I like this. Uh, there's breaking NBA news, which we'll give you in just a sec. But one one more thought on that. When you said the game's too boring, the game's too long. One of those I agree with and one of them I really don't. This is one thing and it's not just baseball. It's all sports. Right. Because 
there was that Warrior game a few weeks ago that pushed three hours, and every was like a big story. Oh my God, the game's three hours. I've thought this for a long time. Even like there's stories right now. College football is pushing four hours, and yeah. I think college football needs to change the way it does the end of games just for competitive reasons. It's stupid that someone can be down 21 points with four seconds left and still win the game. That's dumb. <laughs> right. It's dumb. The, the clock just stops too much. So, so that, that I understand. But I've always wondered this about fans. Game is too long. Where is it that you would rather be? Now, I understand... This is not when I'm at the game. I understand it's a TV network thing. Exactly. I get that it's the kids got to go to bed. I've got to work tomorrow. I understand that. But when we're talking three hours, I get it if we're getting to four, four and a half. Baseball's issue is the pace within the hours. It's not that it's three hours. I got three hours. I sort of, when I go to a game, when I go to a sporting event, that's what I set aside. Three hours. An NFL game has always been at least three hours. Witching hour pushes it to three and a half. Nobody's saying a damn thing. Not too long. Why? Because it is action-packed. It's football. And it's fantastic. If you make what's going on within your three hours faster-paced and more exciting then we've got three hours for you. It doesn't need to be 2.20. It just needs... 2.30 would be nice. Fine. And you're, you're, it just needs to be interesting. You're conflating the issue, in my opinion, because there's 162 baseball games, and the average fan will go to, let's just say, 10 games. If you go to 10 baseball games a year, that is still about 5%. And if you watch every single game, and I try to watch as many games as possible... It comes down to the viewing experience as a television viewer. And there aren't many things that I want to give three hours to. When it comes to football, I know that it's 17 of these games a year. I'm going to give you three hours. It's a 1 o'clock start, 105, 125, Thursday night, Sunday night, Monday night, whatever it is, 10 a.m. game on the East Coast. I'm going to give you three hours. I know it's once a week. For baseball, you don't get three hours and six minutes, which is what the average time was, especially when batting average has been as low as it's ever been before. But that's the issue. Again, but to me, it's, they go hand in hand. I know, but if it's If batting average doesn't go up and it's two hours and 30 minutes, at least I'm saving 40 minutes worth of, you know, hey, right. pitch is out two and one. I, I, like, if you're going to sit down, though, and it's 245 versus 305, like, I'll give you the extra 20 minutes if it's interesting. That, to me, everything's just got to be interesting. Hell, we, yeah. we binge watch things. Some of you people, I don't know how the hell you figure out how to do it, but you sit there all day. And watch one show, and you're but but why? Because it's interesting. Right. I can sit there all day if it's interesting, but it's got to be interesting. Um, all right, this is interesting. Eight 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 nine five seven nine five seventy. We'll keep going with your phone calls, and Marcellus Wiley is going to join us in about twenty minutes and scream about the Clippers, and he's crazy about them, and so that'll be fun. Uh, but per Woj, uh, the Lakers say that LeBron James has got a right tendon injury in the knee, and he will be reevaluated in three weeks. Today is March 2nd, so if the reevaluation sensation does not come until at least March 23rd, that's three weeks. Re- NBA regular season uh, goes till uh, what date? week or two into April? Is that right? Uh, first week of April, I believe. Yep. April 9th is the end of the regular season. So if you're not going to be reevaluated until March 23rd, that uh-huh. uh, essentially leaves two plus weeks yep. left in the regular season. And that's just to be reevaluated. 
I think it's a fair thought right now that, that you know, LeBron may be the last week of the regular season. Maybe. And maybe he's out for the rest of the regular season. That's what looks like is on the table well, right now. To me, it depends on where they are. And right now, the Lakers are a game out of the 10, and they're a game out of the 9. So if we take this up until March 23rd, the date of reevaluation, which is three weeks from today, if the Lakers are a game out of 10th and a game out of 9th at that point, I would imagine that they might accelerate maybe. his return to play. If the Lakers are sitting... At the, I guess they wouldn't possibly be the 14th seed, but if they're the 13th seed, if they have the same record as Oklahoma City and they're two and a half games out of 10 and they got to climb over two teams, you might see them shut LeBron James down. Lakers have a lot of home games coming up. It'll be interesting to see, and with AD coming in and out, but I, and I don't know about Russell. Um, I don't even know how much that matters, to be honest with you, but with no LeBron, like how are they able to hang in there uh, in the coming weeks? They've got a lot of home games, though. Like they're in the midst right now. They're getting started on a five-game homestand, Minnesota, Golden State, uh, Memphis, Toronto, New York. Very, very few road games. Um, and quite frankly, very few games against high, high-level competition. They do have a game on the 22nd against Phoenix. Um, they play Phoenix again, second to last game of the year. But there's not a lot of, there's no Bostons, there's no Milwaukee's, there's no Denver's. Um, there is the one Memphis game left. But there's a lot of Houston's and Orlando's yeah. and Chicago's. Uh, Orlando's going to give you their best punch, Mark. Oh, they sure will. No, that's only the Warriors, not the Lakers. Oh, sorry, you're right? right. There's a lot yeah. of that. There's a lot of Utah's. They do have the Warriors in there. They do. They got one more with the Warriors, which uh -huh. is coming up Sunday. Well, LeBron so. will be out for that, we know. I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm not... I'm still not eliminating the Lakers from playing conversation. Oh, look who's waking up on the Lake Show. No, 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 no. no, no, no. I keep telling you. Totally asleep on the idea of them mattering in the playoffs. Not asleep on them on, uh, making the play-in tournament. So that would be good for the league if they make the play-in tournament. That's way more. You don't interesting. think that they'll even win a playoff series? No, 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 no. No playoff series There's for the Lakers. There's a chance that they come out of the play-in and get a series a whacked by Denver. That's a ch There's a chance. Or they could somehow. I guess it'd be tough for them to get to the seven and take on Memphis, but that would be. That would be an interesting matchup because well, I think Memphis is vulnerable against no matter whom they play. I guess the seven is automatically the winner of the seven-eight game, right? Correct. Correct. Um, so they would have to get to eight to even have that opportunity. And they're and only a game and a half out of eight yeah. right now. And if you want to look at the play-in, like the play-in teams as it sits, I think Dallas is a team that probably will still be in the mix. Minnesota and Utah, to me, are fading. The Lakers are surging. I think the Lakers could get to eight. And if they win Good. that 7-8, although if you look at, if I'm, you know, trying to concoct my dream scenario for the playoffs, it's the Warriors are the 7, and they play Memphis in the first round. Oh, I great. want that bad. It, that'd be great, except for that I don't like the idea of them in the play-in tournament. True. I, I, I would love well, for I them. I would win my bet with uh, the listener, and I that. would get uh, Lumpia for everyone. Well, so. we're very excited about that. Um, it's a delicious, flaky treat. <laughs> it, it, believe me. And I, you would eat it, because you love to eat. I don't blow off food. I literally just said, what did I say to you 10 minutes ago? What do I have sitting Leftover Pan Express, got, is there anything better? I got Leftover Pan Express, is there anything better than that? Hi, I'm Mark Willett from the Willett and Dib Show, and 95.7 The Game. And when I want good leftovers, I go to Panda Express. All right, let's go to Joe. Uh, let's go. He could have left, left room for me to I be know, a part of that sorry, read. Sorry, it's a little Selfish. bit of a tight cup, but you guys are professionals. <laughs> uh, Joey in Concord. Hey, Joey, you're on with Willett and Dibs. What are you doing? 
How's it going, guys? It's good, man. It's good. Hey, so, hey, hey, so just a quick question for you. So, uh, how high do you think that Kaminga's uh, ceiling is? I mean, I mean, do you see him being a legitimate MVP guy, maybe two or three years, or do you just see him being like maybe just uh, you know two, like two or three time All Star? I mean, how 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 good? Could could he really be? I, I think both of your options are shooting way too high. Like, do you understand in the NBA the ceiling? I like the second one as I mean, a ceiling, like a two time All Star. I mean, I guess it's possible. Yeah, I'm certainly not going to take that off the table. But you just have to remember in the NBA how exclusive the clubs are. It's like, could he be an All NBA player? Well, that's five people. Could he be an MVP? Like, you go entire eras where only three people win an MVP. Um, and even all-star teams, you know, how many guys, like the Warriors, I know Steph was hurt, they had none this year. Like making an all-star team, yeah. Andrew Wiggins finally did as the number one overall pick in the draft in year, whatever he's at, seven in his career. And even sometimes now people will look at that and be like, hey, it was a little circumstantial. Like that's really high level player to be a multi-time all-star right. in this league. You can be fantastic and and still be short of that. So And think I, about how the all-star selections work. And for first and foremost, it's a vote. Jonathan Kaminga, not yet a household name. And when you look for reserves on the all-star team, a guy like Wiggins, a great player on an elite team, gets the nod. So unless Jonathan Kaminga is on a championship caliber team, which this team does not project to be that once Steph Clay and Draymond and Wiggins are all gone. So Kaminga as a 27-year-old, you're going to have to be an unbelievably dominant force to get that nod. This is a little bit of a circumstantial point, but also depending on how free agency plays out and whatnot, it's also going to be much harder to make all-star teams in the West because, you know, all the good players are here. Now, I know that it's a little bit less. It's not West versus East anymore, but it just becomes a little bit more of a log jam, I think, when, you, you know, when you're measuring players. And, and as you said, you're measuring it also by how successful your team is. How successful are Jonathan Kaminga's teams going to be going forward? This is the large future question we don't know about the Warriors. I mean, if people start opting out and this whole thing reboots... You can have Steph on your team, but if that's kind of if it, like within a couple of years, if that's all you got going on, right. you're gonna have to develop really, really well and fast for this to be, you know, a, a top four type team in this conference. And you would have to be if you're Jonathan Kaminga and the Warriors are twenty two and thirty two going to the All Star break. You're going to have to be a guy averaging 26 and 11 to get that sort of consideration to be an all-star on a, quote, bad team. He's going to need more minutes. The very first answer to your question is for him to be in consideration for being a great NBA player. Forget honors and all-stars. Just to be like a guy who scores 17 a game or more, he's going to have to play more. And and we've heard that come out of this locker room a hundred times this year. Minutes are hard on this team. Yeah, minutes are hard to find. But he's getting minutes he's getting now, more. and he's earned his minutes. Yep, and yep, if you yep, think yep. about next year, if Draymond opts out and the Warriors are unable to fill his position because he didn't do a sign and trade, Jonathan Kaminga could easily matriculate into that starting lineup. Yeah. You know, it could be Steph, Clay, Kavon. 
Kaminga and Wiggins or Poole at times. You know, Kaminga could be in a spot where he gets that 25 to 30 minutes a night role. The other reason, it, 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 and this is a reason for optimism that maybe that is his ceiling, is in, in the day and age of the NBA and its relationship with social media and viral video, Kaminga fits right in. Like sometimes you have to, you have, to have that and that puts you ahead of someone else who may have similar or even better stats. But because we're going to be watching Kaminga's dunk of the week for years to come, that's good. that has the, the potential to elevate his name over someone else who plays like Tim Duncan, where you're just like, bonk, 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 bank it in. Right. Like, I but mean, Duncan was so unbelievable. I mean, so 25 great. and 11, 28 and 12, so 23 and 13. When you're not effective, you get the yeah. nod. But even like, let's take the team that's coming here tonight. I think this is a great example. Kawhi and Paul George are really, really high-level NBA players. Kawhi being a champion and a future Hall of Famer. George is a little bit lower on the rung. But, like, I don't know. They're kind of boring stars, if you will. Like, go through the list of the top 20 NBA players, top 25 NBA players. Those guys are in there, but they're not, like... No, no, the middle school kids are not excited about Kawhi. No, it's like Giannis, right? Even Embiid, like they're quiet. Yeah. They don't say anything. They've got weird laughs. They play for the other team in LA and they just get buckets. They just get buckets. So it's just kind of like, yeah, Kaminga has a chance to pop. Yes, but I also think you're selling Paul George a little bit short in terms of the player that he's been for his oh, career. Great player. 12 years. He's, he's more than a great player. He's a superstar. 12 years in the league, he's made eight all-star teams. Eight. Superstar? All-star teams. Superstar. Yes. Okay. He's averaging 23 and a half a night, 20.6 for his career. He's an eight-time all-star. I don't, yeah, great. How many current players have more all-star appearances than Paul George? How many players in the league would you refer to as a superstar when they're not even their team's best player? Uh, Clay Thompson. Superstar? Yes. Clay Thompson. See, Spadoni, Paul George. Spadoni's behind you shaking his head right now. Okay, Anthony Davis. He's their second best player. He's a superstar. I disagree that Anthony Davis right now is their second best player. Who would be their second best player? Uh, LeBron James. Who's their best player? Anthony Davis. Well, and again, and we can go back and forth. LeBron's the greatest of all time, and right and now by, he's hurt. And, by, and so. by the way, I also didn't say that it doesn't exist, but I said how many. There are very few who get, because yes, LeBron's a superstar, and so is Anthony Davis. Right. There are very few players Kyrie in the Irving NBA. is a superstar, and he's their second best player <sighs> behind Luka Doncic. Yep. Yep, but the, like the list is very short, and I think, I would add Paul George to the list. I think we think to us, Clay is a superstar. I don't think he's a national superstar. I don't think that Steph Curry's a superstar. Well, he's in this another stratosphere, right? But this is a name value thing too. Not you, like you can give me stats. I get Paul George's stats, but superstar, he's a Hall of Famer. superstar is something bigger than that. Superstar is about. Name value, recognition, right? The light, bright in the room, kind of a thing. Paul George, yeah, yeah. you got something against Paul George. I don't I'm know gonna try to drill down it's on great, it. He's a great player. He's not a superstar. Yeah, I mean, when wh your Paul the, George disrespect is is curious and, to me. And your Paul George playoff moment is? Oh, he's been on mediocre teams. So 
I mean, that's you can't. What's Dame Lillard? Dame Lillard's got one playoff yeah, moment. Dame Lillard, where he drilled the three Dame and Lillard, grinned at the camera. Dame Lillard is on the list of three players who have scored like seventy over sixty points multiple times. Like Dame Lillard is got moments that are memorable. Right. What do you remember about Paul George? I remember his leg snapping in half. Man, it's literally the first he thing did that pops to my Miami mind. Miami Heat to Game Seven when he was on the Pacers, he's and that was one of the greatest teams of all time. He's in Miami. very good. I mean, he was the best team on that Pacers team. So if he's, we're gonna say. He's had he has had some moments. He's a great player. Yes. I'll even give him the word great. He's a great player. I I'm not calling him a superstar. I gained a lot of respect for Paul George when he said on JJ Reddick's podcast, I think it came out yesterday, he said, I used to be able to be a one, and I realize now that if I'm gonna win a championship, I can't be the best player on the that's team. Awesome. That's, that's awesome. That's incredible self awareness. That's Wiggins esque. It's Wiggins esque, right? Not a superstar. Great player. Has all the ability in the world. Uh, the Warriors are at home tonight. Huge game against those Clippers. Tip-off 7 o'clock. Warriors live at 6. Tune in to Warriors Live right here on 95.7 The Game. It is presented by Xfinity. Supercharge your home with supersonic Wi-Fi. Unbeatable internet only from Xfinity. Uh, he screams about the Clippers uh, whenever you let him. And that's exactly what we're going to do. Uh, Marcellus Wiley joins us next on Willard and Dibs. If you I saw this guy in concert, Lupe Fiasco. Oh, I thought you meant Marcellus Wiley. No, 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 no. I would love to see. Man's doing concerts now? I would pay to see Marcellus Wiley do a concert. Sing, dance, comedy, whatever. Show up in his Clipper jersey. He does comedy all the time when he he talks about the Clippers (laughs) and championships. It's hysterical. Such a funny bit, Marcellus. Do your bit. Do the do the Clipper <laughs> thing where you talk about championships. Go ahead. This is good. I can't talk to you guys right now. <laughs> guys so mean. What kind of welcome is this? I know. No. You, you focus so love and so far yeah. with that the eventual champions. No, that was. That, it's a Roger Federer oh. welcome. We give you backhanded compliments yeah. up the line. That, so thanks for joining that us. That was. Yeah, that was. No, 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 no. Hold <laughs> no, no, on. No. Let me let me apologize. Can we re-rack this, yeah, Mark? Because that that was not planned. That Three, just, two, and one. I, I I don't like the way that 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 came out. Mar- I don't either. Mar- Marcellus. Ho- Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Hello. Thank you for doing our show. Man, how are you, my brother? <laughs> oh, now we're going to go to the communion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, man, hey, you know the rivalry is real. When you guys can't even say hello to me, you just got to jump on my squad. Because <laughs> you know we got that big three and it's a problem in the West. 
Uh, I'm pumped, man. Uh, oh, oh, by the way, I have had concerts before. You forgot, Mark. I DJed. I used to do like festivals oh. and all that stuff. So <laughs> I've been in front of that crowd before, but no crowd is going to deny my Clippers this year, dog. I, I, so wherever y'all want to take this, Let's just take it, but we know how it's going. I did not. I did not forget. Uh, I, I think that a lot of the, the audience listening now has never been blessed with Marcellus Wiley at a USC football tailgate, absolutely dominating the audience as they stuff their face with barbecue chicken. Yes, those were the good old oh, days, brother, man. My man. These were great. And so let's hear some um, Warriors anxiety right now. Let's hear some Bay Area fear. Well, the anxiety is blinded by the uh, baubles on the rings that we always seem to get. <laughs> but I do want to ask you about your Clippers, because Mark and I were just into a debate about Paul George, and I used the, the label superstar on Paul George. Mark disagreed. Is is Paul George still, Marcellus, a superstar? Well, I would say no because I want to answer from the top down. And I just had a conversation about this, obviously, because Paul George made headlines saying he knows his role and basically he's a second fiddle. He's best as the beta. And I love that because playing any team sport you got to define roles, and the guys who play their role, and if we all do that, then we have ultimate team success. So there's nothing wrong with he, what he said. It's just the fact that people don't want to hear it. They want us all to act like we all should have the ball in our hand all 48 minutes, like no one else should be doing anything else but dribbling and shooting. Like, that's not how it goes. I tell my kids, I coach youth football, Pop Warner football, and I tell the kids, uh, not all of you guys are going to touch this football, but you're all going to equally contribute, and you have your role. So when I see Paul George, he's not a superstar. Why? Who are the superstars? Like Kevin Durant's a superstar. Giannis is a superstar. you got to look at it from the top down, and then you have to say there's a different tier of guys when you get to Paul George, who's amazing at playing basketball, but is not a superstar, and if he is, then what the hell do you call Giannis, and what the hell do we call KD, et cetera? <laughs> yeah, I think that's yeah, well said. Et cetera, you mean Steph. If you're going to start at the top, yeah. Marcellus, you may want to react <laughs> that, my friend. Uh, yes, you're right. You're right. Even though KD's better than Steph, we saw them as teammates. Let's not go there again. Dog. But, uh, uh, yes, yes, I love this argument. If you want to talk down here, I, there's nothing worse to me than the media, us in the media, deciding something that two players already answered. When you're a teammate with someone else, there's a primal like response that we're both trying to be the alpha, and we're going to figure this out. Remember Dwayne Wade when it was his team in Miami and LeBron got there, and because of this same tension, they didn't win a championship their first year because Dwayne was fighting LeBron, and LeBron didn't want to just take it from Dwayne. Well, KD and Steph actually played together, and Steph immediately realized, let this dude do him, and he has this team. I'll lead it intangibles in other ways. So when it comes to basketball, as amazing as Steph Curry is, and I love that dude, KD's just better, man. Y'all got to leave that one. Well, I, I, I'm not going to say that your entire point is wrong. I do know that one of them has been able to engineer championships without the other, and we know which one that is. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, but that's not that's not the purity test of greatness. And we like to make it that because it's the simplest, it's the easiest, the laziest. But being real, if you had to list the top 50 basketball players, you better not do it by ring order or else you're going to look all over the place. You're like, wait a minute, what am I doing here? I got a Larry Bird way down here and then uh, I have a Clay Thompson way up here. And, uh, you, you can't do that. So I'm looking at it like Bill Russell, as amazing as he was, is not the best basketball player ever. So... It's not just a pure ring thing. It's like, okay, are you in the vicinity? Are you in the conversation of greatness because you qualify with a ring or whatever you want to say? Oh, yeah. I, even consider, I even consider guys without a ring as great, like Charles Barkley, Carl Malone, et cetera. Well, sure. But, yeah. but beyond that, how does a Steph trump uh, a KD just because he has another ring without him? Uh, just because he had a ring before him? Uh, what? They played together in their primes, in their peaks. It wasn't that close, was it? So that's why I say it's KD. Man, I that's why I have Robert Ory above Charles Barkley, because I do <laughs> do it by rings, Marcellus. It's how we, we do it. And, uh, man, speaking of, of rings, do the Clippers get, like, we won a series uh, rings when they actually <laughs> beat a team in the best of seven? You know, I, I wouldn't doubt it because we have the richest owner in all of sports. We don't have to pay a billion dollars in luxury tax to buy a ring like you guys. So we might just do something like that to stunt because oh, we got the money to blow. But in all seriousness, <laughs> man, you got you know how it is. You got to fake it till you make it, brother. In life, if you can't get a girlfriend, at least get a phone number. You know, like we're happy with whatever comes our way. We just get excited. So sometimes we are a little juvenile. We celebrate the little things. But why not? We're not guaranteed to have it all. So let's just let's just love every step of the way. Well, you're not guaranteed to have it all for uh, again this year. And, and based on something that you just said earlier that I got to bring back to the forefront. Marcellus Wiley joining us here on Willard and Dibs 95.7 The Game. Did you just refer to Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, and now Russell Westbrook as a, quote, big three. Marcellus, I'm up here laughing that another GM fell for the trick and, and thinks that Russ is that guy that we were told he was five years ago as an MVP. How many jerseys does he need to put on? How many teammates need to not perform at their highest mm. before we realize this dude doesn't play winning basketball? Yeah, look, um, you have some tremendous points. Full disclosure, Russell Westbrook's not only my homie, but our kids go to school together in the same class, so we talk uh, deeply about these topics like this. Um, I, I, I look at I look at sports differently. I add up the individuals. I think right now in sports, especially with media's perception of it, we just look at the success and then we start to just explain it. And if I'm looking at Russell Westbrook in your version, then no, he's not he's not as good as advertised. But if I look at him in my version, which is he is extremely explosive still, like not lost one step. He can get in the paint at will. Um, he is a hot and cold shooter and more cold, it seems like, at times than hot, so I should say that. Mm. But what do you need him for? On a team with Paul George, on a team with Kawhi Leonard, we need those fast break opportunities. The, the, the Clippers' pace, the Clippers' scoring was so slow because, you know, just imagine Paul George and, and Kawhi with the ball. You know what's going to happen. They're going to pound the air out of it for a while. So 
We needed someone to get us up and down the court, easy bucket. That was supposed to be John Wall. He's not John Wall anymore. We get it. So now we're trying to see if Russell Westbrook, who had a good year with the Lakers this year, and last year was at least reliable and healthy when LeBron and AD were injured and tapped out. So we're just trying to get as much toothpaste as we can out the tube of Russell Westbrook, which I still think is explosiveness, yeah. uh, easy transitional baskets, and also a veteran presence. Hopefully that adds up. You would have been better off saying Zubats is the third member of the big three. Hey, y'all can't even stay healthy right now. If y'all think old Clay oh, coming boy. back looking like new Clay and then he looking like old Clay again is going to take y'all there. Oh, I got some news for y'all. Y'all better look out for Dallas. Y'all better look out for Phoenix because we're in a different tier. And Phoenix, I think, is really being real. If I had to go to Vegas and bet, watch out for Phoenix, man. That's going to be too simple for those guys. Two seven-footers that can move, play defense. And as well, they have the perfect pieces. They all complement each other. They're top-heavy, but that's going to be a squad. Brother, I wish we could keep on talking. Uh, got a blitz, but but uh, so fun to uh, to hear your voice. And uh, let's text tonight at 945. <laughs> exactly. Uh, we'll see. All right. No what's going to happen. Clip City, City. Appreciate you, Oh, that's my favorite bit. There he is. Uh, thank you, my friend. Marcellus Wiley right here on Willard and Dibs, brought to you by Fremont Bank, full-service banking, no compromises, more of your phone calls, and the Steiny and Goo group coming in here shortly on 95.7 again. And dips on 957 the game. I don't uh, I don't know how to do this. I'll walk you through it, Mark. I don't know how to do this. I don't want this to be a thing. This is not what I'm hoping for for our content. Dibbly. Well, I'll, I'll determine whether or not it's good for the show or not, Mark. But how do we pass along? Because it seems like people care. What James Wiseman does on a game in and game out basis without sort of sounding like we are celebrating a lack of success when it happens. Well, you should probably handle it then, because if it were up to me, it would start with back to Wiseman and it would end with. <laughs> I had a feeling. <laughs> um, Double single. The uh, the Pistons. uh Oh, they lost again. This is James Wiseman. Yes, See? it is. Spadoni and I are in lockstep. And uh, the Bulls this time. Now back to, to double singles. To take, <laughs> take down the Detroit Pistons. And uh, James Wiseman in 29 minutes last night. Uh, seven points. Uh, three of five shooting. Uh, nine rebounds. Couple of assists. Uh, still just the one uh, block shot since he uh, arrived in Detroit. So no blocks last night. And, uh, and it all adds up to a minus 16 mm. in the plus-minus in a two-point loss at home to the Chicago Thank you. Bulls. So James Wiseman, winless as a Detroit Pistons. Yeah. So far, as a Pistons, yes. yes. And I, again, I'm. <laughs> well, no, they are going to. They're they're going to be Pistons. Yes, I'm a Pistons, and I'm always going to be a Pistons. Always going to be a. Well, I don't know if he's always going to be a Pistons, but he is right now. He sure is. Yeah. And I'm I'm rooting for James Wiseman, and I don't want this to come across as mean spirited. Me too. And it's well, and I'm you, pulling for it. I like to joke around, Mark. <laughs> is what I like to do. And if James Wiseman goes for twenty five and thirteen, we're going to be here for it. Yeah. When he goes for nine and seven, we're going to be here for it. I just want him to be happy. 
That's what right. I want. Yeah. Oh, warm, warm the cockles of my heart when he was on the bench the other night. Just I'm smiling. happy that he's able to go out there and play. <laughs> and I mentioned this to you. He played the final nine and a half minutes last night. Yep. During which time he did have three points. They were in need of a closer. Yes. And uh, the, uh, the Pistons. They went to uh, Amadou Diallo off the bench. Yeah, they did. Uh, he had 19. And uh, Bogdanovich with 34. Wiseman was not the closer of the week. Shout out uh, RNS Garage Doors. No, no, he he was not. So listen, I mean, you know, whatever. Like the, the, the what is this? His sixty fourth game, sixty uh, fifth game in yep. NBA history. Yep. yep. Right. So I mean, that's the other thing. Nothing definitive is going to come of this anytime soon. Um, but uh, it's fair. Like for instance, don't you think this will end up happening? And by the way, Willard and Dibs uh, brought to you in part by Fremont Bank. Full service banking, no compromises. Styles is in for Steiny. So Guru and Styles are going to be in here in about three minutes. Can't wait to talk with them. Changeover two, ladies and gentlemen, is revving up. It's ramping up and uh, and getting ready to go. When Garoppolo hits a new team, aren't you going to kind of follow along? Yes. Check out how he's doing in similar fashion, right? When like Jimmy G comes out for his fill in the blank new team. And Jimmy goes twelve of twenty-one <laughs> for a buck eighty-two. Bobby's gonna hand it off though. A touchdown and no picks, even though he threw two of them, both were dropped. We're all gonna look and go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but what about what about when he uh, you know throws a swing route and someone takes it for eighty-eight yards and right. then he throws for three hundred in a plucky twenty-three to seventeen win exactly. for somebody? And but where do you think yeah. he's gonna end up? That's a great question. And uh, thank you. It doesn't yeah. count, but. <laughs> I mean, we could go through and figure out where he's not going to end up. But I look at a team like Tampa Bay and think that might be that might be a good destination because if I'm looking to add a quarterback of Jimmy Garoppolo's skill set, I want to have a team that is not going to need to really light it up and throw it all over the park. Tampa Bay still has a pretty good defense. They've got a pretty solid run game. And they're in a position to where they can win. You're also a team that thinks that it's ready to go now. Like, I mean, wouldn't you, with all these teams who have early draft picks, wouldn't you try to draft someone? And maybe someone will do both. Like, that's definitely possible. If you don't get Bryce Young, if you're not at the top of the board, then are are you going to try slow play rookie and, and add it with it? Jimmy might fit into a situation like that. I don't know if he's, like... It's an, He's done enough to where he gets a deal. I don't know if someone's going to be like, yo, five years, you are our guy, and right. we're not even going to think about anything else. Derek Carr will get that. I don't know if anybody else on the free agent market will get that. There's trade possibilities. The Lamar Jackson thing is getting weirder and weirder by the second. Yeah, their deadline to I franchise mean, is uh, coming up on the 7th, I think. So early, I think Tuesday. They have to franchise him, and they can franchise him two different ways. Right. Exclusive, exclusive or, or non-exclusive. Right. And I would bet that they will franchise him, but they're going to give him the non-exclusive, and they're going to tell another team out there, hey, you can you can have him if well, you want him. you're going to have to franchise you got to give us two first-rounders. Right. You're not going to make him an unrestricted free agent. But it's just like, it, uh, did you see what Rashad Bateman said on Twitter the other day? And My, it got I deleted. missed it. Rashad Bateman, uh, Ravens wide receiver, I guess was responding to some comments made by the GM for the Ravens, Eric DaCosta, who had said the team has a disappointing track record in terms of drafting wide receivers. So Bateman got flustered, and he went to Twitter, and he has deleted this now. But listen to this. I mean, this is pointed and sharp. Quote, how about... 
you play to your player's strength and stop pointing the finger at us and number eight. That would be Lamar. Blame the one you let do this. We take heat 24-7 and keep us healthy, care about us, and see what happens. Ain't no promises, though. Tired of y'all lying and capping on players for no reason. Wow. There's also a response to that from Hollywood Brown, who's now with the Cardinals, but of course used to be with the Ravens, and he responded with the, quote, let him cook, which I take to mean, like, let the dude kind of run his own mouth and cause his own problems, I guess. By the way, who is, uh, blame the one you let do this? Is that a shot at Harbaugh? I suppose. Or, I mean, ownership? You, you let, who do what? Right. Blame the one, uh, you let him do this. Yeah. Greg Roman, it's, former OC. Greg Roman, maybe. Yeah, maybe. It's uh, it's one of those sticky situations. Well, it is. Yeah. If you're Baltimore and you're not totally sold on Lamar Jackson's ability to win you a Super Bowl, what do you do? Because he's looking at Deshaun Watson and saying, I want what he got. And Baltimore's saying, we don't want to give you that. I think they're sold on Lamar. I just think they're not sold on that being the contract. And Lamar's like, well, that's going to be the contract. We have a total standoff. And in the end, Lamar's the one who probably has the power. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 